celebrate Easter. I know it's not your normal everyday yearly Easter. You can't put on your fly-ass clothes and go to church like you normally would, I guess. But I'm sure that you could still link into your church or a church and still get a Easter Sunday morning message if that's your thing. We got a lot to go through today. This is Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. I'm not going to preach to you. I'm not going to try to teach you anything too much. I'm not going to try to talk down to you or preach to you. But what I am going to do is we're going to go through some of the valuable lessons that are learned from this COVID-19 pandemic slash coronavirus. Excuse me. And so I'm just going to go through a bunch of things. I'm going to go through sports. I'm going to go through entertainment. I'm going to go through life. But I'm going to try to do it where I don't bore you. I want to keep you entertained. And I appreciate you listening. And I really do. You can look me up on any search engine. Just put in Strange Talk with Doc. And you'll find my Facebook. You'll find my Instagram, etc. You'll find a phone number that you can actually call in and be a part of the show. And I would really love that more than anything to hear from you. So let's just talk some quick television. We at SWAT had an episode this week. I didn't like it too much. It was, uh, you know, I'm not knocking men for being emotional, but this was a very emotional, a lot of men crying episode about really, I didn't know what it was about so much that needed to have all this emotion. And that's not what I watched SWAT for. Uh, Ink Masters winding down. It was a good show. They did some very damn good tattoos once again and some very bad tattoos. I love tattoo shows because I'm always interested in new art. The Blacklist is back. Red Reddington had a great episode. I'm like a week or so behind. So I seen the episode where he was actually doing a game of Clue, and that was quite interesting. Dark Side of the Ring, we had the life and crimes of New Jack. That was fascinating. He's a fascinating character, and I really appreciated uh, the work that they do on the Dark Side of Wrestling. No, I'm sorry, the Dark Side of the Ring. I watched every form of wrestling this week that there is. TNA, Impact, uh, NXT, Ring of Honor, Raw, SmackDown, and I really can't get with wrestling without a crowd. It's just not for me. WrestleMania was interesting. I kind of enjoyed what WWE did. I like the fact that they took some studio time to kind of build up a vignette type movies for at least two of the matches. And I think that's something that they can do going forward. I've still not caught up on Black Monday yet. That's a show with John Cheadle. I believe it's Showtime. It's in its third season. It's very entertaining. It's different. It's about Wall Street back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, The last OG for you all, for those of you who do not know, is back with Tracy Morgan. The first episode was pretty good. I like it. Uh, He lost a uh, good friend on the show. So I don't know how they're going to start writing this going forward because Tracy always had his buddy, but his buddy is no longer going to be with him. I also watched a bunch of documentaries this week. One of them was I Am Bruce Lee, meaning at the end of this documentary, you are Bruce Lee. It was a very entertaining documentary. Any information that we could hear in the background about one of the most iconic male figures in the history of uh, the entertainment age was well welcomed. So I learned some things about Bruce I did not know. Uh, He's always fascinating. The most fascinating thing about Bruce is that a new generation finds Bruce Lee each and every time. There are boys being born today that 10, 11, 12 years from now will be huge Bruce Lee fans. And there's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. I have no no, uh, thoughts in my mind that Bruce Lee will fade to black. He just will not. I also watched a documentary on Boy George and Culture Club. It was called Karma to calamity. I say pass on this one. It wasn't very good. It wasn't super entertaining. It had really no point to it as far as I'm concerned, but I love just watching documentaries. I got caught up in this one and I wish I didn't. I watched a documentary on a wrestler called Sabu. It was called A Little Crazy. It's a documentary that was shot very ECW style, dark, 
not a lot of money in production. But we learned a couple of things about Sabu, but we really don't go into his childhood. I mean, this is not like a big budget WWF production or WWE production where you go back to childhood and high school, stuff like that. We really only found out about Sabu from the beginning of his wrestling days until kind of up to today. But I would say for wrestling fans, this would be something that you would probably enjoy. So I say watch it if you get a chance. I also watched a very good documentary called Woodstock, Three Days That Defined a Generation. This was a very good documentary. It was about the building, the making, the preparation that it took to make this three-day festival come off. And some of the ups and downs. And you find out that these people in this town how much they were never really given the credit they deserved. But without them, these kids would have starved. And so I tip my hat to the producers and directors for making this and opening and shedding some light on a situation that a lot of us just not know about. We know about the music. We know about the rain and things of that nature. But we did not know that that neighborhood pulled together to help these kids because that's the way they looked at them. They were their kids to begin with. I also watched a documentary called The Black Godfather. It was entertaining when the Clarence Avon, who AKA is the Black Godfather, spoke. But when everybody else spoke, it was kind of you shake your head because they spoke of him as though he walked on water, that he was Jesus Christ incarnate, that he also never did anything wrong. And uh, there's impossibility almost that anybody could have 30, 40 people speak about one person for over two hours and not a crossword be said. But you know what? God bless uh, Clarence Avon. If he is the dude that they portrayed him to be, he is one hell of a man. I will say that. He must be one hell of a man. Who we got here, Ned? Here's Ned, boy. Hey, dude, how are you today? Everything's good. How are you? All right. I'm just going through some television, man. And I want to thank Sling TV for uh, opening up their airwaves. No, uh, you don't need to give them your credit card information. I don't know how long they're going to be doing their thing. I know HBO did their thing for a little while. And um, you had any television you was into this week? Mm-hmm. Movies, television, I don't care. No, uh, not really this week. Okay. Regular so, shows um, is back on this week. Okay, yeah, I, I went through a bunch of the TV shows that I watch. Um, I have uh, this new episode of Tiger King. I can't review it because I have not seen it as of yet. I also have not seen last night's Saturday Night Live where they shot from home. So that'll be something we could talk about next week and also the upcoming Jordan Last Dance documentary, which I really wish they would have released to us already, but... Yeah, you know how they waited to the middle of April. Yeah, I mean, people have been sitting home on their hands for quite a while now. It would have been very nice. I'm going to try to keep this bad boy kind of, you know, as light as I possibly can, Net. I did okay. listen to a couple of albums this week. I listened to Justin Bieber's Changes. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to keep this real quick. He was a whiny little bitch for 13 tracks, so he can go fuck himself. Uh, Boy George put out a disc called This Is What I Dub and I said that right D-U-B volume one it wasn't for me Uh, you know what it was a loser as far as I'm concerned and then the game had the documentary three I don't even really know if this is new or old because it was a documentary 2.5 I believe and my takeaway from this was he had a couple with Nipsey Hussle you know, I think one with the Ice-T and one with Snoop Dogg. As far as I'm concerned, the game, you said you retired, stay retired, brother. You ain't got, I mean, what you were selling, I ain't buying. It wasn't good. It just wasn't good. And it was so L.A. sounding. I mean, it wasn't like a national sound. It sounded like he was only speaking to Los Angeles. You know, the the flow, the voice, everything. I mean, it was boring. I mean, it was it was super boring. You know, I was saying I watched the documentary about Sabu, the wrestler. 
It's okay. called A Little Crazy. It's not, I mean, it looked like me and you could have shot this. It's really cheap. It's like ECW version of a documentary. Uh, sometimes half screens. It, it was weird, but it was enjoyable because I didn't know a lot about uh, Sabu the wrestler. I mean, I never even knew he wrestled in, in WCW. I don't think I, I don't think I recall that either. I did I did not recall that. You know, I remember him for a minute in WWE when they brought back uh ECW he was there, but I had no clue about the um WCW time. And also I I spoke briefly about the WrestleMania. I thought no. the matches to me I I really can't get with the no crowd. But I did enjoy the two vignette matches. I did enjoy the Undertaker, AJ. And I also thought that whatever that was that I seen with John Cena and Bray Wyatt was crazy. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. You know what? I might have to rewatch that whole thing because I think about it. It was a wrestling match at WrestleMania with barely a punch thrown, but it was entertaining. Yeah, I don't know what they would. I don't know how that would have played if if there was a crowd. I I think the crowd would have been like, "Get the fuck out of here!" But it was so crazy. It was so uh, bizarre, especially John Cena being like fifteen different John Cenas. I, yeah. I, I, I did find it interesting. He was he was actually dogging out John Cena by at the same time giving John Cena some props. So it, it was it was a very weird situation, man. A very, very weird situation. So uh Dana White got uh after two or three weeks of him putting it in our face that he's got this private island, he's gonna go through with this two forty nine UFC, he finally got shut down. The powers that be shut him down. I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't I, see how they they was even gonna attempt to pull that off, but I just thought it was a money grab because you know everybody was home, so the re, the ratings probably would have been through the roof. But I I don't see how they was gonna pull it off for both main events main events put pulling out. Yeah, and and then to tell you the truth, for him to sit there, and then this week I got really bothered by a lot of these celebrities' privileges. You know, they kind of threw it in our face. Dana White saying that he secured enough tests to think about it, have a camera crew, all their trainers, all the fighters be all tested. When there are people in society who can't get tests, I, I'm tired of the elite, and I got my fingers in quotes, putting it in their face that they're different than we are. Yep. You know what? The world already tells you you're different than us because nobody pays us $20 million to wear a fucking sneaker. But you don't have to tell us that you're different than us every chance you get. You know? I don't even know if you've been driving lately, but what the fuck is the gas prices right now? Well, I, I really don't know. To tell you the truth, I haven't even uh, really moved my car. And I already had a full tank. Well, I uh, did something because the gas is so low down here, I made a big mistake. I went into a gas station. I give them twenty dollars. I say, give me twenty dollars worth of gas. Gas is a dollar seventy nine. Oh wow! So I start pumping my tank. I'm sitting there talking to my wife. I'm not paying attention, and she say, "Gas is leaking out of the car." That's how oh, fucking cheap. And you know what? I was like, "Damn, I never fucked up like that." But I did not expect it to be so many gallons that it would overflow my tank. It's like, oh man, what do I do? But gas is a dollar seventy nine. That's yeah, I mean people gonna start hoarding gas. Well, if you want to keep those bombs around you, man, that shit's on you. <laughs> I am I I smelt it. Thank God she she was there and she told me and I looked and that was only nine cents. I only had nine cents left out of the twenty. So uh, 1999, 1991 filled me to brim. Wow. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to even need gas for a while because I had said this before. We was talking a couple of weeks ago. I've noticed that I have not, I'm not spending 
any money, man. I mean, literally, I am spending zero dollars. I went to the bank like a week ago when I went out to get gas. I took an extra hundred dollars just to keep money around the house. That's that hundred dollars is still sitting there. I haven't ordered shit online because every time I I have the most common foot size in the world, which happens to be, I think, ten and a half people. You can't find a fucking sneaker in ten and a half worth a damn because everybody must be at home buying shit because yeah. the prices are so good. You know, I just cannot find it. Good things up here. We have, uh, I think I've been spending more money because our restaurants are still open doing takeout. So I get tired of home cooked food. So like maybe two, three times a week, I'll just go to a restaurant, do, uh, do takeout. See, I don't have, I didn't do a lot of takeout to begin with, right? I, I can make my own pizza. So if I want pizza, I make pizza from scratch. And I think I made a pie last week. So that was like the only thing I would ever order. But I make my own pizza, so I don't even have to do that. Matter of fact, I have a neighbor sent sent me an email that he made some homemade masks. And he's selling them. I'm trying to see if the guy get back to me. If he gets back to me. Oh, mask. Yeah, mask. Because there have been a couple of places here that are now making it mandatory, like uh, Fresh Market and Home Foods or whatever the hell they name is. What the hell is the name? Uh, Whole Foods. Uh, Whole Foods, yeah. Yeah, they're making it mandatory that if you want to use their facilities, you must come in there with a mask. Yeah, I think so, the state of New Jersey is like that. You got to wear a mask at any stores you go into. Right. So I want to be prepared just in case we got to that point. I mean, you know, when I'm in my car, I'll keep the shit around my uh, neck. Then when I enter the door, I put it on. When I come out the door, I take it off. But so I, When I left the and, building yesterday, somebody was like, oh, I got masks, two for 20. I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, but see, if they make it, the reason that we're really interested is because if they have more and more markets, make it mandatory that to enter you have to have them, I'd be ass out right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just didn't want to trust buying a mask off a stranger. Well, you know what you have to do with your mask. There's two rules with your mask. One, when you buy it, if you buy it from anybody, I don't give a damn if you bought it off uh, eBay or Amazon, wash the fucker, right? And then every time you use it, when you come back home, wash it. I mean, this is not even like, okay, when I go outside, the first thing I do when I come through my door after I wash my hands is I take off every drop of clothing that I have on. I don't sit around my house with clothes that I had on outside. They go directly into wash, and then I wash my hands and stuff again. So, I mean, it's like as soon as we walk through the door, my wife is pulling stuff off, I'm pulling stuff off. See, but we're we're in a position here where we're lucky enough, like I said, where we only have to go out once a week. Matter of fact, I have shortened, I've even stretched that out. I usually would go out every Monday. I'm not even going out until Wednesday. <laughs> Yesterday, I picked up my mail, and I drove to the mailbox. I mean, I would usually walk. I said, fuck it, I'm driving to the mailbox. Because, you know, like, mailboxes down here are not, like, right in front of your crib. They, they're in, like, a central location. And I was like, oh, just yeah. in case I bang into somebody over there, I hop right back in my car because you're not getting in my car with me. <laughs> You know, I, know yeah, I, I have want... to do a Walmart order, and I'll just pick it up Tuesday. You just got to drive up to them, and they bring everything out to your car. I'm like, this is great. I ain't even got to go in. You know what? I think that I might look into that myself. That might be a good idea, especially since almost every store, all our major markets, our major markets, and I've said them before, it's Food Lion, a place called Lowe's, Harris Teeter, and Walmart. They all do door curb or curbside. They yep. shop for you. Yep. And you know what? I I do probably need some stuff from a, my big Walmart. I probably do that. That's a good idea. I thank you, Nat. I appreciate that. Yeah. You bring that up. Do you have now, a bag rule out there? Do you have to have plastic bags out there? Yeah, we have plastic bags. But here's the funny thing. We have plastic bags, but we also, 90% of all the stores here is... uh what you call bag yourself. 
So we use these little machines. You scan it, you bag it yourself. And then, you know what? I know it's kind of poo-foo and everything, and I'm supposed to be kind of a macho guy, but I also have like five of those store bags. You know what I'm talking about? I got like five of them. You collect them. Sometimes at Christmas, they give them to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get There's no more plastic bags here, so oh, okay. you need those or you'll be walking home with your food <laughs> in your hand. Yeah, so I, I keep like three of those in the car. Like I said, yeah. we don't do anything walkable, so I'm pretty good with that. Now, I have to ask you a question because we're going to figure out some things here between each other because uh, my whole idea of this um, show was there's valuable lessons that we have to learn as individuals from this COVID-19 pandemic. Now, my question to you, Ned, is the world opens up. We open up completely. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do, even though you know it might be still out there. Are you going to feel safe to do anything without a vaccine? Or what would you feel safe to do before a vaccine comes out? I would prefer them to have a vaccine out, but I don't want to be the first person to go get the, the the first batch of vaccines. But I really would like to go on vacation. I would sit on a beach or something. I don't know. I, that's I think I'm looking forward to my vacation. Okay, I, I'm I'm with you there. But okay, now this is the kind of thing I guess I'm getting at. Would you go to a sporting event, an arena, a concert? Right now, I got tickets to two shows in in July, so I'm hoping <laughs> this ends way before it ends, so I could uh, get into uh, a place that's packed like that. Okay, but what would your comfortability level be? I don't know if it's going to be uh, too comfortable. I don't like crowded spaces to begin with, so to go into one after this is probably going to. For the scale one through ten, I'll probably be like at a three. Okay, thank you. Me myself, I'm in the same boat as you. I actually am we are the fortunate ones. We could actually think about fun stuff like vacation because we're not gonna be we you're not worried about eating today. You know what? I'm not worried about eating either. But I have a, a trip set up and I am desperate to be able to go on this trip. Now me and my wife probably have different viewpoints on this. My trip is in June. I still would be willing to go, even if this thing is not fully situated. If we're open, I want to live. You know, I want to live while I can live. That's that's my viewpoint on it. Now, would my comfortability level be like if I wanted to be in a crowded nightclub? No, I probably wouldn't. Would I want to be in a fucking concert with 20,000 people? No, I probably wouldn't. I mean, there are things, I mean, but I would like to move about the cabin. But as far as like, um, I mean, shit, a plane is going to be enough for the motherfucker coughing and sneezing four rows behind me. But that's what I'm saying. In New York, when you go back to work, you're going to have to take the train. I mean, I'm fortunate enough I have a scooter, but I don't have, but people are going to have to get back on the subway. I don't want to be on a a crowded train car. Yeah, I could dig that. I could dig that. Uh, I mean, I see that, fortunately, I don't have to deal with, you know, but, you know, I, the plane and being in the airport, I can't wait. I mean, I couldn't imagine if you would have told me in January when we first heard about this or December when we first heard about this, that it would be like this. I would have been like, you are bugging out, man. Yeah. There is no way we're going to basically shut the world down for like a um, I think it's going on like a month now. Yeah, this is a month for us. And I'm like, I've never been home for a month, ever. As, as far as a month straight. I'm talking, I, I, I had to go to work, come home, went out to restaurants or something. Like, when you can't do anything, it's like, oh, uh, I can't even go see my mother. <laughs> she lives like five blocks from me. Why, is that just for safety reasons or...? Uh, she has a re- she has COPD, so we want to stay away from us because we don't know if we, any of us is asymptomatic. Okay, that makes you know what that makes perfect sense. Uh, does that mean her doctors have to do special things for her at this point in time? If you're not comfortable, don't answer. 
Uh, uh, so it's it's like it's basically upper respiratory uh, uh, issue that you live with for life. But um, she just can't. She like if if she walk like three or four blocks, she gotta use her asthma pump, her inhaler. Okay. To catch her to catch her breath. So it, with this disease, if she get it, that's like a death death sentence. Yeah. So I understand that the family needs to give her. Uh, social distancing is very important. And I remember that you said your brother or you were kind of looking out the best that you could for her at this point. Yeah, we all go to the time. store and leave stuff like in, in front of our door. But now she's saying, she's like, I've been, she's been home for two months. And she's like, oh, she's going uh, cabin. She got cabin fever. See, I, you know what? Uh, I have to say that you helped me a little bit with my cabin fever because you gave me this new Saturday ritual I have where I go out on my deck once a week. I put on some funky fucking socks. I brought all these colorful, crazy socks. I drink a fake-ass beer, and I smoke a cigar. And this week, I had one of those Joya de Nicaragua Antino Grand Reversa cigars. And I'm going to tell you, out of the three that I smoked so far, this is the best one. This is a grown-ass man cigar, but not like blow your chest out or anything like that. It was a good taste. It was a smooth cigar, and it wasn't sweet. So I really enjoyed this. This Joya de Nicaragua. Yeah, so anybody listen? Yeah, did you smoke that other one? That uh... Uh, I think the first one you had. No, no, second one, second one. Yeah, yeah, that second one was a... Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was it was one of the Drew Estate cigars. Yeah, I can't I can't remember the name, but I natural. So my cigars being that they all mixed into two different um, humidifiers. So now I just just like grab and go. I can't even look for a particular one. Hmm. You know what I do? I when I'm done with the cigars, I keep the wrappers. The uh, okay. You know the colorful wrappers. And I keep them in this like this little uh, plastic cup I have, and the ones that I know are good, those are the ones like when I go on vacation, those are the ones that I will carry with me. Because I'm judging them, I'm actually saying, okay, well, this is the one for this, and this is one for that, and this is one like the sweet ones. I wouldn't even know what kind of occasion in my mind I would put with those. Like, okay. There's every once in a while, me and my wife are somewhere. We're in a park. And if I get a cigar, she loves to share them with me. Those are when I would bring the sweet ones. But I'm happy because you're enjoying them. Because you're like the only person that got the cigars that actually used them. I went to a friend's house, and all his cigars was, was harder than rocks. I was like, man, you wasted my time. Listen, one thing I do is if somebody does something for me, and I'm one of those people who, unfortunately, in this all these years I've been on the planet, people don't do shit for me. People have this disillusion about me that I'm always fine, that I never need nothing. So they don't ever ask me. You know what? I never even get asked. Yeah, I remember when you were right. <laughs> yeah. I fucking think about this. All these people in New York who's supposed to like me, care about me, shit that I've done for them. I'm talking about. They were in prison, and I was their phone calls and their fucking commissary. Would not send me a dollar thirty nine cent bottle of hot sauce. Eight years I've asked, won't even send me a fucking bottle of hot sauce. So I've never really had people that do for me. So if somebody does something for me, I always appreciate it. I just that's just how I'm built. If you, somebody goes out of their way for me, I'm going to enjoy it. Because it always, t- first of all, it touches me because people don't do it. Yeah. You're like, oh, this fucking guy, you know. I always tell people, I was like, if I say I'm a producer, not how to tell I'm doing it. I might be late doing it, but it's, go- it's eventually going to get done. Yeah, you know what? I'm old school, man. Where actually word is bond meant something. Yeah. So what would I have you send me cigars? And then I just let them dry out. I mean, how <laughs> dare me? You could have. You know what? You could have blessed somebody else with those that you didn't have to spend money to go get online at a mail, a post office. So stuff like that doesn't like slide by me. I appreciate all that shit, man. You know, hey, listen, 
I want somebody to tell the brothers doing this, man. Ray Allen, you got it wrong, bro. Just Ray Allen, grow out your hair, Corona Kick Rocks Challenge is bogus. I'm a bald man. This shit is unnecessary. Don't do it to your wife, man. Your woman is not going to appreciate you going George Jefferson. She ain't going to appreciate you peasy-headed. I mean, I understand you can't get that, that your fucking uh, your lineup like you normally can. And he was bald to begin with, so he knows how to maintain I'm suffering right head. now. I'm looking like a mix of Wolverine and and, and the Beast. <laughs> Between the beard and the hair, it's like Wolverine and the Beast. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm contemplating on going with a bald head, but I'm like, I never had a bald head in my life. And I don't think I got the type of head to have a baldy. It's going to take a minute. To, and trust me, the first person that will adjust to you being bald it will be you before anybody else does. I got but, a funny-shaped head, though, man. I don't know. This is like a... Like an egghead. Well, then you start rocking hats like a motherfucker. <laughs> but you know what? You can't be like LL Cool J and afraid to rock it. After a while, you're just going to have to say, fuck it, man. I got to, I, this is what it is. Because life, if you live long enough, you might lose your hair. And and that oh, yeah, spot yeah. thing, man, I, I am not with that. And Ray Allen, just come back out with another video saying, I made a mistake, man. My wife won't even sleep with me until I fucking cut this hair, you know, so, you know, stop lying, nobody, it's not a good look, Ray's usually sharp as hell, man, I mean, that little peasy, you know what, when we don't grow hair, like before, it comes back bad, man, our beards come back better than our hair on our head, so, I'm not with that, and another NBA player, I'm not really with, this guy's got a big mouth, man, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA, but C.J. McCollum does not know what to say, and he don't know how to say shit. We are supposed to sit back as a society where not only people are dying, but they're saying that um, one out of ten Americans have lost their jobs, right? Yeah. That's that's horrific. Oh, man, we're not going to be getting our paychecks. I mean, C.J. McCollum, you signed a $100 million contract, man. You're not the one to talk about it. Yeah, he said he was talking about the guys at the end of the bench. You know what? Then let one. You, every one of those fucking guys at the end of the bench has a Twitter, an Instagram, or a Facebook account. Let them speak up. Not the dude making a hundred million. It can't. You see, LeBron ain't gonna say nothing this stupid. Yep. And we don't want to hear about it. Oh man, he might not have been able to manage his money. Do you know that the the the, the dude with the worst contract in the whole NBA probably makes. $450,000 a year. We're supposed to cry for him? We got food banks net all over the fucking country because people can't eat. We don't want to hear about NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball players saying shit like, I can't feed my family. They want to spend those checks as soon as they come in. I mean, listen to this. I'm just going to give you the statistics. This is crazy. Crazy. Twenty-four percent of Americans said that they only have enough money today to last one to three months. Twelve percent said they only have enough money to last this week. Nine percent said they can go two weeks. And fifteen percent of all food banks across America will be dried out in two weeks, man. You hear those numbers? That's crazy. We don't want to hear about rich people bitching. Yeah, my friend is a is a is a cafeteria worker, right? So she works at the school on the Upper East Side. So right now, people are still coming to the school to get food, but the rich people are sitting in kids down with their nannies and complaining about the food. Mm-mm-mm. Like, That's crazy. You got money. Make the make the food at home. Yeah, nobody knows how to fucking cook anymore. That's why the stores are, they, it's like the whole families are learning how to cook at one time. Now, think about this also, Matt. They said that they estimate 37 million people in America right now are what they call food insecure. That means they really don't know what they're going to be eating in four fucking days. So people have to be very cautious of what they say and how they say it because they're going to come off looking really, really, really bad.
Yeah, they got so, Ellenicity for the first time. Oh, prison. Yeah, right. Yeah. A, a fucking million dollar man, millions of dollar mansion is prison. While she's sitting there in a designer uh, sweatsuit that's probably, you know, three weeks pay for somebody. Right, feed 10 families. Yeah. You know, we, we, we live in a crazy time. I mean, you know, think about this. Uh, Roseanne Barr is saying that the coronavirus is just out there to kill off everybody her age. I mean, yeah, stupid shit crazy, like though. that. Been that shit crazy. We we got a fucking lunatic who's who I, I hate to call a guy the president, but I guess officially he is. Can't take away uh I guess you gotta give the devil his due, right? He's pumping a malaria drug, this hydrochloroquine. Come to find out he's a major shareholder in the fucking drug. I figured that it was either him or somebody that he knew. No, it's directly him. <laughs> I mean, damn. Now, I will say one thing. Last week, the stocks rose, and they fell. So they made some money and gave back some money in the same week. That's why I said you can't, you couldn't totally panic out, you know, like getting rid of everything. Some people panic and getting rid of, like, big parts of their 401k. Because yeah, I just switched by the more conservative instead of, because I was that aggressive. I probably would have been broke by the end of this if, if I stayed that aggressive. No, I can understand it. You gotta, you gotta do what makes you comfortable. You know, you gotta do what makes you comfortable. Now, before I talk about something, I remind me I have to talk about this. It'll take me a minute. We got this fucking. Uh, it's Easter Sunday. We had this Kenneth Copeland. I watched the video of him, and I don't know if you've seen this video. This video is truly phenomenal. Where him and like four other pastors or whatever. They're praying against uh, COVID-19. And he actually just like blows or spits like, poo, you're gone. I mean, what the fuck is going on? This dude is a, I mean, he's spitting at COVID-19 saying it's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And, And if you don't believe what he believes, then you're not real. He's real, but you're not real. Then I just watched this other guy down in Louisiana. He wants to, uh, his name is uh, Reverend Tony Spell. He says that if you're a true Christian, you don't mind dying right now. This is what you're waiting for. So, you know, basically fuck our social distancing, fuck everything, continue living your life, come to church, because why why be afraid to die? No matter how painful this shit might be. I get that 15, 10%. Yeah. And you know what, man? I've been there where you can't breathe. Not breathing is not fun. That shit is not fun, man. That, that, oh, damn. When you're, you're trying to tell your body to breathe and your body's going, fuck you. Now, I have to say this. Now, and let me answer before I get to you. I'm going to ask you the same thing. I received my second. I received one about a year ago. I received a sex sortation email threat. And these what? fucking threats, let me explain. These threats <laughs> are insane. But I want to say something so I can get it in a clip and actually post it. You might receive one of these uh, sex sortation emails, people. Don't panic. Just do not click on the link that they send with the email. Once again, don't panic. Don't click on the link that they send with the email. They're going to use an old password that you'll recognize because they might have hacked that. But it's going to be an old password. And then they're going to tell you some shit like, send us $1,900. If not, I'm going to release your porn list to all your friends. And maybe you masturbated. (laughs) Now, first of all, it would be impossible for them to send anything of me masturbating because one i have every camera that i'm associated with is blocked off i have actually sealed off every camera on every device that i own when i need to use the camera i take it off when i don't need to use the camera it stays blocked off net the first time that i got this about a year ago it horrified me this time I said, you stupid motherfucker, Doc. How can anybody see you do anything 
when your cameras are blocked off. <laughs> I said, I don't give a fuck if you send my porn list to everybody and their mother. Matter of fact, print it out and send it to do a mass mail into the world. I don't care. <laughs> it's not like I'm watching something illegal because if I was, they'd come get me. You know, so this is what I call sexhortation email uh, threats. And they're common. What I did was I also looked them up. And sure enough, word for word, the same thing sent to me was sent to thousands and thousands. But you know what? Some people, some people pay. Yep. I tell some people, people all the time, don't click the link. Don't. Cause like my mom and them, they get pop-ups that says, your computer has a virus. Click this link. It would, she knows now to call me before she does anything. But my aunt, she saw that her computer had a virus and immediately hit the link and called that number and paid them like $78 monthly for a virus protection. I was like, you know you just gave them everything on your computer, right? Yes, she you did. literally just gave them everything, and you paid them for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No. Don't ever click the hyperlink. I guess that's how you say it, the hyper blue yep. link. Don't click that shit for any reason. You know what you do? You could either report it as flushing or whatever how they fuck they say flushing mail, or you could just delete it. It will go away. That person is not targeting just you. They are targeting 70, 80, 90, 100,000 people at a time. So don't feel so special. Like somebody hey, sitting there. Sometimes I'll get it from, like, let's say, uh, Capital One Bank. But look at the email that it came from. It, it would be like Capital A Bank. Instead of CapitalBank.com, it'll just say Capital A Bank. And they're like, oh, this is Capital One Bank. Uh, please give me your, um, something was wrong with your account. Please provide us with your username and password. And I'm like, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this is a phishing email. And then I look at the email title. It looked like it came from Capital One, but if you look very well, it said Capital Capital A1 Bank. Yeah, A1. And it's it said at, gmail, at gmail.com. I'm like, why would Capital yeah. One be emailing me from Gmail? <laughs> they have their own fucking email, <laughs> just like your job does. You know, you know People what? People panic when they see that stuff. So we, because what happens is, we get this adrenaline going, and we stop thinking. We run on real, raw emotion, and they get people on those emails because their emotion says, "I don't want anybody seeing me jack my dick. This is going to ruin me." First of all, you might not have been doing. So why are you panicking? You know if where and how you watch porn? Yep. First of all, my wife asks me all the time, do you watch porn in the morning when you're up? Because I'm up much earlier now. And I'm like, baby, are you fucking crazy? I'm going to sit in my living room and watch porn. I'm not that much of an animal. In my fucking living room. I have never watched porn in the living room. It's just not going to be something I do. That's the last thing I need you to do is walk out at 3 o'clock in the morning because women look at things like this different than we do. She would probably feel some kind of way. Look at this motherfucker at 3 o'clock in the morning. He could be sleeping. He could be doing anything else. And he's watching some nasty hole do blah, blah. And see, now you got to hear this for 20 years. And I, I, I refuse to hear that, so I've never done it. You know? And besides, and another thing, I'm not going to watch porn on a fucking phone. A seven-inch screen ain't going to yeah. get it for me. I need something <laughs> a little bigger than that. I'm not watching yeah. movies or porn. I might watch a music video on a phone, but that's about it. I remember growing up when I saw my first porn. I don't remember how old I was, but it was at my friend's house. I walked in, and everybody was watching porn together. I'm like, this is just weird. You watch a porn with eight guys? I'm out. You know what? I have to admit, I have done that before. Uh, somebody, <laughs> because it was so brand new, VCR just popped up and somebody had one, I guess they took from their father or something. And they, But this is the middle of the day. And they popped it in. And you know, eventually the room does kind of disperse. There's always yeah. two nasty motherfuckers that watch everything. 
Because porn is the worst industry in the world. Most people only watch. I would say you got to be a complete savage to watch more than 10 minutes of any porn. I think, yeah, that's why they're trying to do, like, movie movie scripts now, where they're putting together a whole action-packed movie with yeah, porn but, in it. Yeah. You know what? The longest porn I really ever seen was Caligula, because I mean, that was a movie. But other than that, I'm not sitting through no fucking, you know, some of these tapes are eight, nine hours if you buy one. Who the fuck is watching that? That should take you, like, five years to get through. I did if you're a normal human, Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. Yeah, and like 3D effects and everything. I was like, whoa, he paid a lot of money for this. Yeah, I do not want to see porn in 3D. I am telling you that now. I do not. No, no, want no. To they see... had like fight scenes that were like in 3D, not the porn. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, damn, man, I'm trying to think about the guy finishing and that shit's in 3D. No, man. <laughs> It's like now they have the virtual reality uh, porn. So you hear about this fucking Michael Avenatti. You talking about white privileged people? He gets released from federal penitentiary due to coronavirus. Didn't he just get sentenced? Didn't he get sentenced? Didn't he get a big sentence? Or he didn't get sentenced? No, he sent it to like fucking 30 to life. And they released him because the coronavirus, he might get it. Now, oh, they didn't release it for good, but they released him for like 90 days. Oh, oh. That guy got too yeah. big for his britches. He thought nothing was going to stop him. Yeah. Don't forget he had that, that case with Nike. Yeah. I mean, so, but you're talking about privilege. I mean, shit, even Trump's boy didn't get released. That's crazy. Remember the one that just went on trial with him not too long ago? Stone? Stone got out. No, not Stone. Is the other one who just got convicted. Wow. They gave him like wow. three years. But fucking Avenatti. I mean, damn. Oh, oh, him. oh. Trump's lawyer. Um, yeah. yeah. They I didn't release him. Yeah. But, I mean, damn. I don't know what kind of pitches or what. I mean, who he... Got pictures up with a donkey or a young boy, but he's got something. So he gets <laughs> to be free for the next 90 fucking days. And I don't know where Trump finds him, man. And the only way I could say this, I got to say this like raw, raw as I possibly can. The Surgeon General, uh, Jerome Adams, is a real coony nigga. And, and I don't really like to come down like that, but. For him to take this opportunity to just attack the black community by saying uh, Big Mama, Pop Pop, would be pleading with us minorities to make sure that we don't drink or smoke or use drugs during this time. Why did he tell the general public, don't drink, don't smoke, and don't use drugs right now? Why it got to be just black people? Ain't no white kids that's popping meth in in uh, opioid crisis. Cause I thought that was the last crisis, and it was a bunch of white people. Yeah, do it for granddad. And it's funny, he's slick too. Do it for granddad. Do it for big mama, and do it for pop pop. But he doesn't put dad in there. Like dad don't exist. You know what I mean? Grandma exists. Grandpa exists. Your mama exists. But he I made sure that he had life. a father. I never had a big mama or a pop-pop or anything. Yeah, and I've been black my whole life, too. I <laughs> definitely never been called my grandmother big mama. Yeah. <laughs> she would have been like, get your dumb ass in here. Do you realize I'm a 120-pound woman? What the fuck yeah. are you talking about big mama? I was like, how the way they do that at? Yeah, pop-pop. Okay, people got pop-pops, but you know what? If you're going to have a message and you're talking to human beings, speak to all human beings. Don't just speak to us like we some special species of people. Yeah, you oh. know he hangs around with the sheriff and uh, uh, what's that good black guy? Oh, Herman Cain and what's the, what's the doctor black guy? They, oh, man. Uh, Carson. Carson. Ben Carson. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, and probably Clarence Thomas. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The black, non-black. 
every one of them is dark skinned brothers, but they're not black. And that's the funny thing. They ain't my shade. You know. But we, we got some serious problems. And you you guys, I mean, I can't even imagine I can't imagine what the conversations are right now in New York because that's got to be really like something else. I mean, they got these mass draves on Hart Island. I don't even know how these families are going to get their bodies back. Well, they said they they, they could eventually claim them, but they said they for some reason they said they haven't buried anyone with the COVID nineteen yet on Hart Island, but I don't believe that. But I'm like, uh, they I did research that you, they're taking a regist they're keeping a registration of what they put on Hart Island. Okay, well that's good. Now we gotta make sure that that shit is like five different places keep those records because the first records will get lost. And then yeah. how do you have somebody go up there and dig a body that might be the fifth in the in a you know what? That that's yep. that's a logistics nightmare. Um you had uh de Blasio speak out of turn yesterday by saying the schools are closed for the rest no, of the been, year. This, 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 that, that's not just yesterday. This has been going on since the whole um, virus started in New York. Him and Cuomo, it's like, de Blasio says one thing, and then Cuomo, a couple hours later, says something totally different. It's confusing. Oh, so they're not so even now, on the same page. No, even even in the beginning when de Blasio was like, well, we're not shutting down the schools, Cuomo come out like an hour later. That's not his decision. And I'm like, well, I was under the impression that the mayor did run the schools, but I guess he doesn't. Federal government, federal money. That's the governor. Now, before I get out of here. Every week, them two going back and forth. Yeah, and you know what? It looks really ugly to the nation, especially since, um, let's look at these numbers, right? And this this is crazy. Coronavirus cases worldwide 1.7 million over 103,000 deaths this is in counting united states 535,000 confirmed 21,000 plus deaths now what i am hopeful about is for nucci and i don't know how much uh we could actually put in fucci's uh how much he really knows or not but he said he's expecting closer to 60,000 deaths as opposed to 100 to 240,000 deaths, yeah. which I would, you know what? 60,000 is still a lot. And if that's the case, we only had 21,000. That means we still like double this amount to go. Yep. You know? I don't know what they go do now. I mean, how long can you keep this lockdown in effect? I really yeah. feel like, California was the, like one that got it right. Everybody praising Cuomo. I'm like, at least California was like, yo, this this is happening now. Should we shutting down everything? Yeah, yeah and now they walk the streets at certain doing certain things. So I'm like, yo, they should just did one complete lockdown and figured it out from there. Yeah, I have uh, you know, I have family still there, and they was telling me Church Avenue looked like a regular fucking day yesterday. Because it was a nice day. That's the problem. Are you really going to have people quarantining themselves in Maine when the weather is like 70, 75 degrees? I don't see a lot of people staying indoors. Yeah, and it's, uh, you the know what? police is coming out giving them $5,000 fines or something like that. And then you got everybody uh, uptight, and then they get squirrely from being at home too long. You know, you got to, you got to, some people are not comfortable in their own skin, so they can't spend 10 minutes alone. So One good thing, like though, the crime rate has dropped. Yesterday was the first day I heard about somebody getting shot in a month. Yeah. Well, you know what? Everything has dropped. Think about it. The water is getting blue. Yeah. You know, we. I, one thing I'm not, I'm kind of surprised that the deers haven't run crazy here. I'm expecting when I drive to go to the doctor, and unfortunately, I got a doctor's appointment coming up, and them motherfuckers told me, you coming. I was like, I thought it was going to be canceled. It's like, no, we really want to see you. Uh, but you can't take the elevator upstairs. We have a special room set up. I was like, damn, man, I can't get away with that. They was like, no, your ass will be here. 
I was like, okay, I'll keep the appointment. I'll keep the appointment. But they was like, don't worry, we don't have any overlapping appointments. Like, one in, like, one out. What doctor's appointments? Well, see, all my other appointments have been canceled by doctors. But uh, this yeah, one particular too. appointment? This like, one in April, particular? I haven't even got my yearly physical yet. Normally get it done oh. in February. Yeah, I was supposed to get mine done in March, March 17th or something around there. And they called me and was like, uh-uh, everything's been pushed back. But like I said, I got to take this one blood work test. And they was like, listen, your ass need to be here. By the time you come, it'll been six weeks since we last seen you. This is important. Come in. So I said, you know what? I can't sit there and argue when the doctor tells me it's important to see me. So I'll be there, you know? Yep. But it'll be hit and run because he said it's going to be hit and run. Matter of fact, we're not even going to give you the results while you're sitting there. We'll call you and tell you. That's how quick we're going to have you in and out of this office. Oh, wow. You know, but my kind of closing point today is because I was talking about valuable lessons that you got to learn from the pandemic. If people have to learn that shit like this can happen to us and you can't wait for the worst things in life to happen to be prepared, man, you got to. Motherfuckers that's been irresponsible with money, don't ever be irresponsible with money again. Squirrel away. I mean, if you only can save two cents on a dollar, then save two cents on a dollar. And believe it or not, that stuff will add up. And then when times like this come, you'll have something to live on. Because when I look at the number of people who are hungry, that shit is amazing me, man. I mean, that, that that's the one thing that'll make mankind go crazy. Being hungry. I was in the store. All the ramen noodles were sold out. So I'm pretty so sure people are living off of ramen noodles. How is the market looking for you? Uh, Have they digressed or stayed bound? No, still no. I mean, some of the like meats was were kind of scarce, but um, they're still getting regular deliveries. Not cleaning supplies, which is kind of weird. But we've been stocked on cleaning supplies anyway, so that has never been my concern. But it's just weird that I'm like, yeah, how y'all getting everything else delivered but cleaning supplies? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I could find meats, and I could last time I went, and I was able to find almost everything that I wanted uh, for the most part. There's still some things missing. I mean, does it look like normal? I mean, because I don't eat all that frozen shit yeah. because – some people survive off of like frozen pizzas and stuff like that. I don't I don't touch that stuff, but but it's not it's not back to normal, but it's not as bad as it was. I mean, we did have fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm happy. Oh, I would like thing. rice produce is kinda it's kinda um low. Lacking? Produce Can't is kinda find... low. Yeah, so rice. Rice is a problem. Oh, rice is a big white rice is a huge problem. You know. Uh, I told but, people I tell people like my lady's Puerto Rican, so we never run out of rice. I got an island woman here, man, but I tell you what, <laughs> she like see this woman here won't eat any kind of rice. Like she ain't eat no fucking Carolina rice and shit like that. <laughs> so her white rice has gotta be that I forget the name of it. But it has to be a certain style of white rice, because right. I can't cook rice. I've been I can cook, I never could make rice. Yeah, rice. I'm one of those. When I was dating and a chick came over to my house, a buddy of mine gave me a good, good clue of what to do when I was making dinner. And thank you, Ham, for this rice in a bag. <laughs> never All fucking right. know the difference. Rice in a bag. Because I cannot make rice. Some women boil the water out of rice and other women drain the water out of rice. And I can't do either. So I suck. <laughs> but, uh, hey, are you a fan of Bruce Lee? Uh, I like, I think I was too young for Bruce Lee, but I like some of the stuff that I've seen. Okay, if you get a chance, man, I got a documentary for you. I am Bruce Lee. It's very good. It's not super long. It's entertaining as hell. 
It gives you a lot of backdrop into Bruce, who Bruce was and how he became this, I mean, this icon that seemed like the very next generation of kids are going to love Bruce like the last generation and generation before that. But I would highly recommend you, you get it. If you get a chance to watch that, watch that. Did you discuss the beyond Dark Side of the Ring already? Or? Uh, was last week New Jack? No, there was Brawl Okay, okay. I got five minutes for that or two minutes or whatever. Listen, the Brawl for All was insane. The idea was insane. The fact that you put a man who was blind and one eye in it made no fucking sense. I didn't even know he was really blind. (laughs) He really is blind. I seen him on a a documentary yesterday. He really is blind in one eye. The fact that they did what they did to Bart Gunn in the end was sad. Yeah, that's what I tell you, y'all. I'm like, yo, people was mad at Russo, but I'm like, yo, Vince signed off on this, and then he reneged. Yeah, but then what Vince did, serving him up to Butterbean, knowing that he was going to get damn near killed and then on top of him then threw him out the door right after it you know what Vince has got he's got some shit to answer for when he leaves this planet yeah, I would like Boy, to see a, a Vince McMahon be on the ring or dark side of the ring but who's going to have the balls to really dig deep I mean you got to go you know this is some I mean, shit you got a lot of these control. guys that's no longer with WWE that could speak like, I'm talking yeah, about the older generation. They probably could give two shits now. Yeah, yeah. But it can't just be some stupid-ass shoot video, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about full-on Vice TV type uh, stuff. You know what? I think Jericho has a lot to do with uh, Dark Side of the Ring, but I don't think he's ready to throw Vince under that bus yet. No, no. I mean, he did come on and basically say why he left, but... Uh, I don't think so. I think he's still Vince. Yeah, to a degree, because think about it, man. He looks at the house, the life. He was able to travel with his rock band, and Vince didn't hold that against him. So, you know, it might have worked out good for Jericho where it didn't work out for a lot of other people. And what he did, but what he did to, to Bart Gunn was, uh, was horrible. It was horrible. That was bad. That was, that was bad. You know, I, I didn't even know that Dr. D, I forgot the, the details of it, uh, of everything about the brawl but Dark Side of the Ring on Vice TV is a winner. If you're a wrestling fan or just a person who likes documentaries and some of these names you might know, it is definitely worth watching. I, I, I tip my hat to them. That shit is good. I wish I wish they were all released at one time so I could marathon them. Yeah, me too. Uh, I wish it was done that way because I always forget Wednesdays. And I set a reminder and still forgot. Now, here's one. Uh, most people might not know this. ESPN's going to run Last Dance with Jordan. But you know who else is running it at the same time? Netflix. I'm hoping like hell Netflix puts it on where you could just grab them all. Oh, Netflix? I don't want to. Yes, they are. I do not want to wait for ESPN. See, ESPN is supposed to be, quote-unquote, the freebie. Netflix, you're paying. So hopefully Netflix releases all of them next Sunday. Every I'm single watching more Netflix one because I don't want commercials. Yeah, not only that, no commercials, and you ain't got to wait. Because I think they're going to be dropping like two a day when they drop them. So that meant right. they already in the can. Netflix would have them. I think Netflix is going to release them all at once. But when we come back next Sunday, or when I come back next Sunday, I'll definitely know for sure because I will do the research on that. Well, Good Net, note, man, man, I want you to have a a great week, man. I want you to stay healthy, you and your people. Yeah, same, same to you. And and do your part. I'm sure you're doing it. Social distance as much as humanly possible. I believe yeah. in that as much as I can. I don't know what I'm supposed to believe and not believe, but. You know what? So far, so good. I ain't sick. My wife asked me yesterday, what's with that fucking sneeze? I was like, babe, it's just sneeze. <laughs> Everything's good. I mean, damn, am I not allowed to have at least one sneeze a day? What's with that? You're going to be quarantined on the deck. <laughs> she said, yeah, what, what, what's with that sneeze? I said, oh, shit, man, we have Vince. 
You know, when I turn on the heat or the AC, air comes through there, and sometimes I guess it picks up dust, and it got caught in my nose hair. Yeah. <laughs> relax. Relax over here, sister. When you sneeze, I don't go crazy. You said shit, bullshit you did the other day. <laughs> I said, okay, you're right. You're right. You got me. You got me. But, Nat, man, like I said, once again, be easy. Okay, yeah, you too. Have a good one. Okay, everybody, this has been Strange Talk with Doc. That was Net Boy. That's my dude. And I'm going to tell you like I tell each and every one of you every single time. Peace to you and peace to yours.